I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yes, indeed. Good morning. And I am joined this morning by Master Gardener Teresa Rooney answering your lawn and garden questions this hour here on WCCO. Good morning to you, Teresa. Good morning, Denny. How are you today? I'm doing quite well. I'm That's getting wonderful. a few th- Getting a few things done outside this. I mean, we really need the, the, the moisture. But boy, it has been a beautiful working outside. It has been beautiful, but this is the driest September oh. on record. On record. That is n- on record. Yeah. That is not good. We are so droughty, especially here in the Twin Cities metro area. So water, 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 people. Please water. I was going to say that uh, again last week. And how long uh, do you uh, and your colleagues recommend we, we keep watering our shrubs and, and when we can water our lawns, too, for that yep. matter? But, when you uh, can... you. You want to keep watering. Your plants are still actively growing until the ground is frozen. So that means we have to be cognizant of how much moisture we've had, how much rain, how much dew, how much snow that's melted, and then uh, adapt accordingly. So until the ground is frozen, that's how long you need that's to be it. aware of the watering situation. There's been years where it's been January. Wow. You know, we still have, we have freezes at night sometimes, so you can't leave the hose out or you have to drain it. Right. But uh, I don't think we're going to have that this year. I think we're up to a pretty tough winter. But, um, yeah, so you have to keep watering until the ground is frozen. I know I'm getting a little ahead of myself here, uh, you know, as far as weather-wise, but I sure hope we have some good snow cover instead of cold temperatures and, and you know, and no, no snow cover. No, right. And this is the third La Nina winter, so it's going to be kind of goofy. But uh, some right. some some uh, forecasts are saying snowy and cold. Some are saying cold. It's, some are saying average. Some are saying plus or minus average. So it, they're all over the board. Uh, if you're a regular listener to the show, you know we tend to get really busy. And if you have any kind of a lawn or garden question, uh, give us a call or a text as soon as you can. We don't want to miss out. And uh, we, we get, as I said, so busy as uh, Teresa knows, too. Here's our phone number. It also happens to be our text number, 651-461-9226, for any kind of a lawn or garden question you may have. Uh, you, 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 and your master gardener friends are up to something now. I know there's we something are, going on. We are. We are. You have to watch us, Hennepin County master gardeners, all the time. <laughs> so uh, today we have a class, a free 
free Zoom class. Everyone's invited to it. You can sign up at hennepinmastergardeners.org, and you can sign up. Um, hopefully, we'll still be able to get you in. It just depends because it's at 10 o'clock. So sign up as quick as you can. And then next weekend, uh, most important is we have a house plant sale, a house plant sale. This is our first house plant sale. We're going to have about 1,200 different house plants that we, that we have grown on. So they're they're all safe. They're all wonderful. Plants that Master Gardeners have grown and divided. There'll be different plants, very exotic plants, very common plants. Uh, we'll have education stations, children's activities, an info booth, and then we'll also have herbs and pots to sell too. So that is next Saturday, the 8th, at from 10 to 3 over at the Ridgedale YMCA. So hopefully we'll see you guys and you can figure out and if you know, if you don't want to talk houseplants, you can find a master gardener and talk about anything because we like to talk plants. Uh, and in fact, uh, let's plan on uh, and sharing that information before you leave us today, too, sure. so mm-hmm. folks, yep. in case they missed it. Uh, again, uh, here's a phone number, the text number, 651-461-9226. Let's grab a phone call this morning. Robin's calling in from Bloomington, I do believe. Robin, you're on CCO with Teresa Rooney. Yeah, good morning. Um, I'm preparing my soil for blueberry plants uh, next spring, and I've got to know how deep the the uh, blueberry root goes for my holes I'm digging. Okay, so it will depend on the plants that you get. For the most part, though, the blueberry plants, and Robin, you're going to have so much fun. Um, blueberries are wonderful. So make sure you get two different varieties at least so they can cross-pollinate. They bloom at the same time. Make sure you get those. But the the blueberry plants do not have a deep root system. They have a more fibrous root system, so it's pretty close to the top of the ground. So I'd say if you dig your holes 8 or 10 inches and then just backfill accordingly next year when you get your plants, depending upon what they are. And remember to amend your soil. I would definitely add soil sulfur to your soil. And uh, because blueberries need a very acidic soil, and in our area, our soils are very sweet or alkaline, so you need to bring that pH way down. You may want to get a soil test at the university to make sure that your that your plants will be happy. You will need to amend your soil every season or every spring and every fall with some soil sulfur dusted on top. Uh, just put, put the pellets on top and let nature water it in. It takes about three months when it's on the top of the soil to get down to the root area. So by the spring, that helps the summer, and then the fall application helps the spring to come out. So it's just a, a continuing cycle. But you'll need to amend the soil every year because our soils want to be a high pH down here. Mm, okay. Good luck, Robin. Texter says this, Teresa, has there been a change when cutting branches from trees as needed to have a collar left on the tree to heal? Now I was told that was wrong and need to trim close to the tree and no collar left. Uh, I have not heard that change. I would not, cannot imagine why you would not want to do that. The collar is the little raised area where the branch and the heard that change. I would not, cannot imagine why you would not want to do that. The collar is the little raised area where the branch and the trunk come together. And in that little bit of area is where there's a lot of compounds and chemicals that help the plant seal that area over. If you cut all those chemicals off, the wound doesn't seal very well and the rot can work deeper in and the dryness can work deeper into the into the, uh, the plant and spread. So you want to keep that branch collar on. You cut just above it. And extension.umn.edu has an excellent um, 
information on how to cut big branches or small oh, branches. But excellent. yeah, you want to leave that collar on. You cut just above the collar, just at the collar or above. You want to leave it on there. Teresa, this listener says, I have a native monarda that I like to leave the cones up for birds in winter interest, but the plants have powdery mildew. Should I pull the plants or cut them to the ground? You know, I would I would say leave them up. Monarda is prone to powdery mildew anyway. So leave them up, remove them in the spring, so you'll get rid of some of that um, inoculant. But what you can do also is as your monarda starts to grow, say maybe when it's 8 or 10 inches tall, Cut uh, the outside, say, one-third down by a half or by a third. So you kind of have like a stair step or a pyramidal plant. That will allow more uh, air circulation in there to dry those plants off so they, aren't get as, they don't get as susceptible to it. Um, they don't get impacted as much to the powdery mildew. You can also use fungicides, but that would be my last resort because powdery mildew doesn't normally kill plants, so I, I would not suggest that. I would just... Okay. Try to get more air circulation in there. Let's get a phone call in from Mike, who is calling in from Columbia Heights this morning. Mike, you're on CCO with Teresa. What is your question, please? Um, I have a pumpkin patch, and I got, like, four orange pumpkins, and I got six green Is there still time for them green ones to turn orange? It's it's always a possibility, Mike. I congratulate you on those pumpkins. That's exciting. Um, I would I would leave them on there. I would cut the ends of the pumpkin uh, branches, uh, the ends of the stems, the uh, the runners that are going out there, and cut off any new flowers that you happen to see, uh, just so that more energy goes to ripening. And then hope for some warm days and a lot of sunshine to ripen those pumpkins. Um, even if they don't get ripe. And and you can have green pumpkins. They may they may if you're decorating with them, they may go bad really fast. Or if they're just green pumpkins, you may want to try and see if they're edible. You could always try that, or they can easily go to the compost bin. But I would give it a shot. You just never know what our weather's going to be. I don't see any frost, um, any hard frost on the on the the horizon for us. I didn't see that on any of the weather weather people's forecast. Uh, do cover them at night if we get a nightly frost, though. Good luck with those, Mike. Hey, what, Teresa, let's grab another phone call before we take a break. I think Dennis is on the horn calling in from uh, Golden Valley uh, this morning. Dennis, good morning. What is your question, please? Good morning. Um, I have a newly sodded lawn over, apparently part of it was put over a patch of thistle, and the thistle's pushing through the lawn now, and it's like playing whack-a-mole, trying to pull them out or spray them with a weed killer. Uh, do you have any uh, options to try to kill this without mooning the lawn? I think you're doing what you can do. Be careful with the weed killer. Uh, this, the, the new grass might be susceptible to it, even though it's uh, uh, not a broadleaf. You can also at this time, if you don't want to spray, just keep cutting them at, at the ground level. And if you want to, you can even take your weed killer. And as soon as you make that cut at ground level, you could just apply it to the to the stem that's left there. And then as it sends out new growth, it should weaken it and that then absorb the uh, the poison faster. You could try that opportunity rather than pulling it out and having to resaw that area that may be less um, less uh, uh, impactful for the lawn. Good luck with that. Excellent. All right, tell you what, let's do this. Let's uh, have a quick break here and uh, come back with more of our Smart Garden Show. In the Twin Cities, we expect highs today near 70, a chance of sprinkles 
and maybe even a partly sunny sky uh, thrown in as well. Right now it's overcast. CCO temperature reading 57. Good morning. Welcome back, not only to the first day of October, but our Smart Garden Show. We are here on CCO Radio every Saturday in the 8 o'clock hour, thanks to folks like Master Gardener Teresa Rooney answering those lawn and garden questions for you today at 651-461-9226. And as usual, Teresa, a lot of callers, a lot of texters. So we'll uh, we'll get back to it. In fact, let's uh, grab another phone call. I think Mary is first up here calling in from Crystal this morning. Uh, thanks, Mary. What's your question for Teresa? Well, I have a mystery in my window box among the salvia. I have found six burgundy oxalis plants that have come up. And my question is, where have they come from? I have never even seen this plant before. I had to look it up on the internet to identify it. Those those are um, they grow wild. Uh, I have them often in my yard. Uh, they they can blow in on the wind, or a bird could have brought them into your window box. So they're they're just uh, lots of people consider them weeds, um, but because we have a fancy one that we can grow in the house, and then there's the one outside that's not as fancy. But um, yep, so so it's just beautiful. They're they're wonderful little plants. Uh, they do have tiny little yellow flowers when they bloom. Uh, deep purple flowers. There's also a green variety that has yellow flowers also. But they're just a wild flower that we have here, um, Mary, in our in our environment and probably brought in by the weeds or the wind for you. Okay. The birds or the wind, sorry. Okay. Uh, listener wants to know, can I cut my hostas down yet? If your hostas are still green and growing, I would say no. Uh, leave your plants up if you possibly can, as long as they're green and growing. Once they get nipped by the frost and killed by the frost above ground, you can go ahead and cut those back if you want to. Uh, if you have to, say you're, then you're headed out to your, you know, next weekend you're headed out to where you're going to spend the rest of the winter. This is the only weekend you have to cut back your plants. If you want to cut them back, you can. However, the longer they can stay up and photosynthesize, the better for them. This texture says, can I dormant seed micro clover? I would wait until spring. I don't think clover is best uh, sown in the spring. It doesn't do well with a fall seed with a fall seeding. Uh, I don't know how it would do with dormant seeding at all. Uh, I would probably just wait till spring to do that. And then again, if you're putting it in your lawn, don't use your pre-emergent. Okay. Let's grab another phone call. This one from Marie. Marie's calling in from uh, New Brighton. This morning, Marie, you're on CCO with Teresa. What's your question, please? Well, I have a lilac bush that's got new buds on it and new little, little tiny leaves. Is that going to affect it in the spring? Probably not. It may have some uh, some of those buds. It may not be as hardy. It may because it's putting out new growth right now. It's just a little confused with the season. I would just keep it very well watered if you can. And uh, if you want to, just as we go into the fall, you can top dress with a little compost if you want. But watering it and protecting it from bunnies would be the the thing to do. I wouldn't worry too much about what it's doing right now. That's a good question, Marie. Linda sent a text in. Linda says, hi, when do I prune my rose bushes? 
Uh, it's too late now to prune your rose bush, or it's too early to prune your rose bush. Uh, I would wait until uh, the ground has frozen, and if you need to cut back uh, a long cane or something, go ahead and do that. But the best time to prune your roses is in September, uh, spring when they start coming out of dormancy. That's the best time. Cut back anything that's dead, and then prune to shape and for air circulation in the spring. If you have a lawn or garden question for Teresa, call it in or text it in. Same number, 651-461-9226. Another listener, uh, Teresa, says, can I split my peonies now? Oh, you can. It's just a little late to be doing it. Uh, if you can wait till next year, that would be better, starting in August into September. We're already in October. I don't know that we have another four to six weeks of unfrozen ground to get those peonies growing for you. If you can wait to split, I would do that. If you have to split it now, go ahead and split it. Water very, very well, and then uh, add that little, add a little more mulch than you normally would. But do keep watering it very well. Okay. Here's a text from a little farther north. The lima beans got frost. Is there anything to do with them now? Most are still green yet. Uh, probably not. Uh, I harvest the harvest the beans. If you're not going to get another frost, uh, the plants are dead. They're not. Nothing's going to happen. They've probably been killed by the frost. I would harvest the beans and do what you can with them. If you can cook them, if you can, they're not going to be ripe enough to actually um to actually save the lima beans. I don't know if you can eat the lima beans right now. You could try those. They might they might be nice and tender right now, but you're not going to be able to to dry them. Okay. Uh, this listener, then we'll uh, take a break for weather. Love your show. Thank you. If I do not want my coneflowers to go to seed, should I cut the blooms off now? Yes. Cut the blooms off of any plants you don't want to reseed. That's a good okay. question. Very good. Hang on, Teresa. We have about another okay. half hour of the show to go. If you have any kind of a lawn or garden question for Master Gardener Teresa Rooney, call it in or text it in, 651 461 9226. We'll have a look at that forecast here on News Talk 830. This is WCCO. And a good Saturday morning to you. This is the first day of October. Denny Long here, along with Master Gardener Teresa Rooney, answering those lawn and garden questions the rest of the hour. If you have one, and you want to call it in or text it in, same number, 651-461-9226. And, uh, Teresa, we always like to mention, too, you've already done it once, but uh, we should uh, recommend get on the web, uh, extension.umn.edu, a whole lot of information. Uh, we mention that every week uh, for good reason. Uh, it, it is just a, a great reading, and it's a great resource. It's a wonderful resource. There's so much information on there about lawns and trees and shrubs and starting seeds and growing vegetables and harvesting and diseases and insect problems and pests and everything else. You can contact Master Gardeners on there. Uh, there's just so much to learn and so much to investigate if you're interested in that. And um, if you just want somewhere beautiful to go, head out to the Arboretum. It's just absolutely gorgeous. You do have to make an, uh, a reservation, but it's just absolutely gorgeous. And then hit yeah. the Apple House on the way back. Yes. In fact, I promised my, my wife, Sandy, <laughs> that I would do that very thing this coming week. It's going to be oh, a beautiful week good. to do that. that. That's so. on your list of honeydew. Absolutely. That's, that's number good. one right now. That's okay. number one. <laughs> good. 
good idea. <laughs> but number one this morning is answering uh, questions for our listeners, as you know. Let's uh, grab a phone call or two, and then we'll look at some text messages. Let's go to Edina first. I think Pam or Ann is on the line uh, calling in from Edina. Good morning. What is your question for uh, Teresa Rooney? Hello. Oh, no. Did we lose her? Maybe so. Oh. Well, I, let's, let's see Please if call G- back. Yes, let's see if Jean and Jordan is uh, with us this morning. Jean, are you with us? Yes. Good. What is your question, please? I was wondering, is it too late to trim my bushes? I have a bridal wreath and a small lilac. It It is too late, actually, for both of those, Jean, and that's a really good question. Uh, trimming bridal wreath, spirea, and your lilacs, if you were to trim them now, you would be cutting off all the flowers. Whatever you trim, that's a flower that you're cutting off, so you're really impacting the flower show next year. Trim those plants about two to three weeks. Buy two to three weeks after they finish blooming next year, and you'll have you'll have a better looking plant, and you'll have wonderful flowers every year. So that's so those spring blooming plants. Make sure you trim those right after they bloom in the spring. That's the time they do it because they've already got their buds ready for next year, just waiting there. Okay, thank you. Okay, mm-hmm. thanks Bye for now. the call. Six five one four six one nine two two six. This texter says this, Teresa. Is it too early? to plant tulip and daffodil bulbs. It is not too early to plant those bulbs. Now is the perfect time to get those bulbs in the ground. The daffodils should go in as soon as you can find them at your garden centers or order them online and get them in. Uh, They need a little more time to develop the roots, but there's still plenty of time. Get them in, water them well. And again, if you want to learn more about spring bulbs, we have a free Zoom class coming up at hennepinmastergardeners.org. You can sign up for it. That's at 10 this morning. But yes, get those bulbs in, your tulips, your daffodils, your crocuses, your hyacinths. Uh, spring will be here eventually after the long, cold winter, and you'll be really happy you spent the extra time to get those flowers in because they're so beautiful in the spring. And a lot of them are great for our pollinators because they bloom so early. So that Zoom call is at 10 this morning as far as that bulb information. It huh? is. It is. Mm-hmm. But if you can't get to the Zoom call, then go online to the Extension website. They have a lot of great information about spring bulbs. Very good. Spring spring blooming bulbs, I should spring say. Spring blooming bulbs. It, it gets yeah. a little confusing, but spring blooming bulbs that you plant in the fall, it's very confusing. Teresa, this uh, listener says, I have three plants I want to bring in from the outside, a Swedish ivy, a spider plant, and a bowl of succulents. How do I prepare them to bring them inside? Okay, the best thing to do is inspect them very carefully. Do any trimming back that you need to do while they're outside. Uh, Inspect them very carefully to make sure they don't have pests on them. Give them a good spray with the hose. Uh, Get under the leaves. Clean the soil off. If there's any leaves or anything on there, clean the soil off. Clean the pots really well. And the bottom of the pots and the saucers, get everything nice and clean. Bring them into the house and put them away from your other plants for about two to three weeks. Keep watching them just to make sure no hitchhikers have come in from the outside, no spiders or centipedes or anything like that have come in from the outside, and then put them where you're going to keep them all winter long. Uh, If they're actively growing in the winter, they're putting out a lot of new growth and flowering if those don't flower, but if they are blooming and they're blooming plants, you can go ahead and feed them a light fertilizer, half-strength fertilizer, as you would normally. If they're not growing, just keep them watered. And remember, it watering inside the house can be very different than watering outside the house. And when the heat comes on, that's often a dry, hot heat. 
a dry hot heat, a very dry heat. So they may need more water or less water. So adjust your watering schedule accordingly. Don't overwater them. This is a good question for this time of year. I've been thinking about this myself. Is it too late to plant grass seed? We're kind of at the at the border, especially looking at those forecasts. Yeah, I would say it's probably too late. There's there's probably, if you look on your grass seed, it will tell you that the germination time is from 3 to 28 days, depending upon what you're, what you're growing. And that means it has to germinate, and then it has to grow long enough to be strong enough to have been mowed two times to make it through the winter. And we're way past that for just about everybody. I think we just don't have... Don't have that time. So I would then wait to uh, dormant seed or then just hit it either next spring or next fall. And dormant seeding, uh, we should wait till what, uh, November maybe? November, yep. Just as the once the ground is um, almost frozen or frozen mm-hmm. and just before we get that snow that's coming down, uh, you want to protect it from the birds and the mice as long as possible. So if you can wait till it's just going to be a snow, a good snow, that will help it get really good seed-to-soil contact and, and maybe protect it from some of the birds and the, the okay. migrating birds that we have. This listener to us says, when should one transplant golden raspberries? I would do that in the spring. Uh, Again, go to the extension website. Uh, You can get the plot already where you're going to transplant them if you want to prep the soil, add a bunch of compost so it's a nice, rich soil that you're going to put them in next year. But then go ahead and move them next spring first thing. Okay. The raised beds, this texter says, where we live in Burnsville, were uh, built, rather rebuilt, last spring. Most of them received nice black soil, but ours and one other received clay which the tomatoes did not like. Uh, Texters added some sand and peat, but would like to know what else can be done. Comes from Um, Steve. uh, Yep, Steve, what I would do is add as much compost as you possibly can uh, to that bed. Um, And don't add any more sand or peat to it. Just add a lot of compost. That's the organic matter that you need in there to help loosen up that soil. Put those little clay particles farther apart so water can get down in there. Uh, the clay particles are too close together, so they don't let water down. It's a, it's a rich soil, but it's just really too it's too compact. Um, and then before the snow falls, uh, once you've cleaned everything up, just before the snow falls, I would cover all that bare soil with leaves. And I would suggest anyone who has any bare soil in their veggie gardens, put some kind of cover over the soil, leaves or straw or something like that, as the soil is just freezing or as the soil has frozen to protect that soil structure. Um, And then the microbes will work all those leaves into the soil and uh, give you even more organic matter next year. Does the soil become sterile, this listener wants to know, if you cover it with uh, a tarp? It depends. Um, you could you could kill the soil if the if the soil dries out so much the microbes all die. Um, if there's no light in there, if there's no moisture getting in, you can kill weeds and and the microbes and things like that. So it depends on how long that happens. And if water can get in from the side or moisture can wick in from the side, the microbes and the bacteria and everything would be still okay. Uh, so the soil wouldn't become inactive or sterile. So. It just okay. it just depends on how long that tarp is left on there. Makes sense. Back to the phones we go, Teresa. Nick is calling in uh, this morning from Edina. Nick, you're on CCO. Good morning. What can we do for you? Good morning, Denny. Teresa, uh, two questions and a comment. Uh, I pulled a cottonwood tree out maybe ten years ago, and now I have white 
Uh, it's like plaster of Paris that's grown up, and it's about two inches thick, hard as a rock. And I dig it out, and it keeps coming back, Teresa. What, what, is there anything I can do about that? It's, it's in the soil, so it's like a fungus yeah. in the soil? Uh, Apparently so. It's hard and round about like a soccer ball, about two inches thick. Oh, and it's hard and round like... I, I honestly don't know what kind of fungus that would be. Okay, right. Um, is it is it on like decaying material, like on the stump of the cottonwood? You said you pulled it out, no, the, but the, the cottonwood's out, and I've pulled okay. out all of the roots we can get, and I'm okay. just assuming it's residual from a decay down there. But I, I didn't, and I keep digging it out, but it's not a big deal. But I just wondered if there was if, anything could be if done. If they're if they're just back. if they're just small, it's just some fungal spores. Uh, you can just knock those down, just take them out. It's If it's something coming up, it could be a fruiting body of some fungus that I'm not aware of, some kind of a mushroom thing that I'm not aware of. Um, that's just signifying that there's decay and activity going on right. in the soil. Right. It doesn't okay. really, it's not really bad. If you don't like the look of it or they're bothersome, just take them out and toss them in the trash or your compost bin. One more question and a comment. Okay. Uh, pine straw mulch for tulips, does that work on top? That'll work just fine, yep. Okay, and the last comment is the watering. I have lost two um, uh, mountain ash in the last week, and I'm assuming they were they were uh, they dried out. They were about yeah. four years old. So your yeah. comment to people to keep watering because it's been really hard on the trees. It's really hard, and this is our second year of a bad drought. So those yeah, trees yeah. are really stressed. People, I can see it in my yard, and I can't get out there to water. And it, and this is our second year of a bad drought. So those yeah, trees yeah. are really stressed people. I can see it in my yard and I can't get out there to water and it's just it's just I can see the trees. I think I've lost my mountain ash too. Yeah. Wow. Thank you, Gene. Yeah. Appreciate the comment and the questions uh, this Thanks. morning. Thanks, Teresa, we need to take a quick break, okay. but we have more show to come. 651-461-9226. Your Lana Garden questions for Teresa Rooney, either by phone or by text. A reminder, we've invited Luke Panic. Coming up next hour on our home improvement show, Luke is the deck and port specialist, among other things, with Linda's Construction. So especially if you have any kind of a deck or decking questions uh, for Luke, that'll be next hour. So keep those in mind here on Newstalk 8, our Smart Garden Show. Denny Long on this end, along with Master Gardener Teresa Rooney, answering your lawn and garden questions. Teresa, you wanted to do a little follow-up on a previous question. I did with Nick and your the funguses that you're seeing, um, and anyone can do this. Go to the extension website, extension.umn.edu, and you can click down further and see the Ask a Master Gardener, and you can all actually send them th- up to three photos of what you're seeing. Sometimes that helps them diagnose it better, and then you can keep those Master Gardeners busy so they don't get bored. Actually, they're not <laughs> bored. But um, you can send Master Gardeners pictures on that if you can't find a Master gardener or get the the information off of the website uh, send them a picture of what you're uh, you can even just send them questions without asking pic, uh, without pictures but yeah so you can send master gardeners pictures or send them questions and ask what's going on in your garden if you need some help and where do we send them that's extension.umn.edu and just f- scroll down till you see the ask a master gardener and then you can click on that and it'll talk you right through how to do it Very it's good. magic computer stuff that's great stuff, yeah. Uh, listener wants to know, when can trilliums be transplanted? I would wait. Oh, trilliums. Hmm. 
I would transplant them. It's it's a little late now. Fall would have been good if, if they hadn't died down. But as soon as they're done blooming in the spring, transplant them. Or just as you see them in the spring, you can move them. You may kick them off of the flowering schedule, though. But if you do move them in the spring uh, before they flower, just uh, try to disturb the roots as little as possible and have the other hole already dug and already filled with the compost that you need. And then just water them in really well and and you can do it that way. Okay. This listener said, I planted bells of Ireland this year. Do you think they reseed themselves? They can reseed themselves. That's a that's a plant that brings back memories to me. That's that's a wow. Um I smell that fragrance and I'm right back in my mom's garden. Um yes, so they can reseed and I have had them reseed in my yard occasionally. So yes, bells of Ireland can reseed if you let them. They're an annual for us though, but they're beautiful. Oh, they are? Okay. Yes, they're an annual, but they can reseed and they can handle our winters. Mm-hmm. All right. I read this listener says that burning bush is no longer going to be sold as of 2023. I gave one, uh, I have one in my yard. Should I dig it up? It depends where your yard is. That's a really good question. It has been been put on that list of invasive plants that we don't want to plant anymore because it's escaping into our forest and displacing our native plants. Uh, If you're in the city like I am, I wouldn't worry too much about it because I don't live very close to a wildlife area. However, if you do live near a wildlife area or if you're really just really concerned, do go ahead and remove that and get rid of it in your in your yard. It really depends on where you live and and how much you want that plant. It's the seeds get dispersed by birds very easily, and it's just it's just too too aggressive in our in our native habitats. Well, Teresa, this listener is wondering: Is there a lilac blight? Our lilac leaves turned black and fell off. Uh, they love the show, uh, but what do you think about that? There are a few things going on with some of the lilacs. It could just be that that they. Um, that they were hit by somebody's chemicals. It could be that they died because it was dry. Uh, you can send samples in, uh, or you can send pictures into that Ask a Master Gardener website, or bring a sample to a uh, to a Master Gardener if there you have Master Gardeners at your farmers markets. Um, otherwise, I would suggest going to the Extension website and re- look at what's going on with our lilacs, and it might give you some indication of how you can check what's going on with your lilac. Okay. Can I prune my spirea and mock orange and summer wine bushes now, or will I hurt them? You, Any pruning that you do now may weaken the plants in general in, in, for pruning any plant. That mock orange, and depending upon what kind of spirea it is, and your, your summer wine, Wygela, it depends on when they're blooming. And since the mock orange and possibly spirea are blooming so early, you would be cutting off next year's flowers if it's a bridal's wreath bridal reef uh, spirea. I would wait until spring, prune the mock orange right after it blooms, prune, prune the um, the bridal reef spirea right after it blooms. If it's not a bridal reef spirea, prune that in the spring as it's coming out of dormancy. Uh, the wygela you can prune as it's coming out of dormancy or just after it blooms. You may knock off some of those blooms if you prune it too early, though. Okay. This listener has two large mum plants that are full of buds. I've had them for almost three weeks, still no flowers, just buds. Will they ever bloom, do you think? They should bloom. They might just need a, a little more time and a little more heat or whatever. They're going to bloom. It Just keep them well watered. That's the most important thing. If they still have their buds, that means you're doing a good job of watering as they haven't aborted the buds, buds yet. Uh, but go ahead, just give them patience and... Um, 
Yeah, if you can, maybe some extra sun if they're in the shade. They might just not be getting enough light to know it's time to bloom. They usually bloom as the light um, gets less, though. So they should be blooming, and you should have blooms pretty soon, hopefully. Remember, we got this question uh, a lot uh, a year or so ago. How do I get rid of fungus gnats? Oh, fungus gnats are friends. Uh, if you can, um, stop watering as much so the top part of the soil dries out. That's where the fungus gnats live. Uh, if you can dry that out a little bit, sometimes putting a layer of sand helps the, the sand um, dries out very quickly and the fungus gnats can't lay their eggs. They need to lay in the very close to the upper part. But uh, just backing off on the watering really helps. Um, so let the soil dry a little bit. Make sure that there's not a lot of water left in the, in the saucers. So it's taking up water again and staying wet longer than you want it to stay wet. That's the most important thing is the watering issues. A couple of minutes to go on the show, Teresa. Here's another one. Can I trim dead branches out of my apple tree uh, now, or do I need to wait until winter? Nope. Anything that's dead, you can trim. So once your plants are killed by the frost, you can trim. If you have a dead branch, you can trim it. Anything that's dead can be trimmed. This listener says, I'm dividing my Asiatic lilies. Do they need to be planted immediately, or can they wait a few days or a week in a paper bag? You can let them wait a few days. I wouldn't let them get too dry because they're going to dry out. You want them to go into the ground as plump and as healthy and happy as possible. Uh, So I wouldn't wait too long because you do want them to get in the ground and you do want them to root out before the ground freezes. So I wouldn't wait too long. But you can if you need to wait a day or two just for life. Go ahead. Uh, Is this a good time to move peonies? You're really at the end of moving peonies. I, If you can wait until next year, I would wait until next August, September to do it. If you have to do it now, uh, go ahead and move them. Move them as quickly as possible. Have the new hole already dug and amended with compost. Dig the plant as much as you possibly can to disturb the root, le- the root ball as little as you can. They have a huge taproot. They don't like to be moved. Often when you move them, they will may or may not flower for you for two or three years afterwards that's just totally to be expected with peonies they do that if you move them or divide them they they don't like that because um, you disturb the root system so much so disturb the roots as little as possible pop them into the ground give them give them a little extra layer of mulch and make sure once they're killed by the frost you cut off all the top parts and remove that from your garden just so you don't harbor any diseases in there and keep them well watered I have to run, but this uh, certified arborist uh, here here chimed in and said, like you said, please remind people to water their mature trees due to the drought. Singest, mm-hmm. The single biggest thing people can do to protect their trees right now. It is. Water. And then, yep, and then uh, put, the, put some bark protection around in November or some trunk protection so the bunnies and the deer don't get to them. Excellent. But, yeah, watering is so important right now. It is so dry out there. Teresa, thank you so much. Always thank a you. pleasure. And, Have a uh, wonderful day, everybody. Happy October. We'll talk soon. And get on that web. Check out the extension, extension.umn.edu. And in the meantime, coming up after our news break, our home improvement show is next hour here on CCU. Luke Panic will be filling in for Andy Lindis. He's the deck and port specialist, among other things. Get those home improvement questions ready, especially about decks and decking here on CCO. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.